You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. It's such an honour to be here. I've come many times and just uh, sat and listened to everybody be amazing. And it was it's uh, very intimidating to listen to everyone be amazing tonight and uh, sit there and get more and more and more nervous. So um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, even though you were promised that I'm not going to speak, I'm going to speak a little bit, um, if that's okay. Um, because I, I want to tell you uh, the story of, of, of how and why I wrote this song that I'm going to sing for you. Um, but first of all, I want to tell you that um, when I, so I've, I've always been very gay, right? When I was 13, my mum just, uh, couldn't handle the suspense any longer <laughs> and sort of reverse came out. So my, when I was 13, my mum said, I think you're gay. <laughs> you can't really argue with it, can you? Um, I couldn't. Uh, but, you know, she was doing that because she was desperate to prove to me and show me that she was so accepting and okay with it. Um, and, uh, and I've always remembered that as a really poignant thing, um, and none more so than, than, uh, than when I wrote, the, I wrote this song. So I wrote this song about a very, very special man that I met five years ago. Five years ago, I was moving house in Leicester, where I'm from, and uh, I was in the middle of unloading boxes from the van into the house. And uh, the next door neighbor was this 85-year-old man. And we got chatting. And I said to him, I really love your back garden. I'd seen it through the window. And he said, why don't you come through, come through the house? Why don't you come and see it from this side? And uh, the moment that I entered his house, he started speaking. And he didn't stop for an hour. <laughs> Um, and I would have been annoyed because I was in the middle of moving house and I really didn't have an hour to spare. But um, he was so interesting, this man. His name was Roy. And, uh, and the moment that I walked into his house, it was just absolutely pristinely, beautifully decorated. Everything about it was just like in its right place. And it was a gorgeous, like three-story, five-bedroom house. And, uh, and everything that I complimented, he would say, oh, John made that. And he started telling me about this man, John, that he'd lived with for years and years and years. And what happened is that both him and John, they'd been widowed very young. And they'd moved in together and they'd lived as housemates. And John had been this amazing carpenter who'd built all of these things in the house. And they'd lived together without remarrying for 50 years. And then John had died. And I was so certain in the way that Roy was talking about him, that he had been in love with John. That was so obvious to me. And it was like the love was pouring from him. The love was pouring from the walls. The love was pouring from the way that this house, that they had built together, they had lived together like lovers do, for years and years and years, had been kept completely pristine in all the years since John had died. And just as certainly as I knew that Roy had been in love with John, 
even though we didn't speak about it, I didn't ask him about it, I knew just as certainly, I knew that that love was not something that had ever been spoken about. And it was not something that had ever man been manifested. And, you know, the older that I get, the more that I feel so humbled by the stories of the queer people that came before me, that had it so much harder than I did, that had parents that weren't so desperate to prove to them how okay with it they were, that they sort of engineered their own coming out, you know? And I think how lucky I've been to be born in the time and born to the people that I was born to, that made it so obvious to me that it was always gonna be absolutely fine with them, that I was gonna be who I had no choice about being. And I wrote, I, after Roy had stopped speaking for an hour, I abandoned my boxes. I went into the house and I picked up the guitar and I wrote this song in one go. It's called This House. This house is like a cemetery All the things he built for me The things he left behind The labours of his time The products of his mind Oh, I keep them all in line All the things he left behind This house is like a prison cell 20 years straight down the well and all I've got is time time on time on time sat here with an idle mind and the questions that it finds about the ways that he was mine and it's not shade It's not love, oh, this thing I'm dying of. It's his roses in the garden, it's his pictures on the wall. If this house was made for talking, it would say, it would say nothing at all. This house is like a mockery Empty chairs and crockery And nobody gets close And it's handsomer than most But he was born to host Empty glasses, none to toast All I entertain is ghosts Well this house is like his legacy he meant to me and I try to find a way to keep the thought at bay that if we had one more day yeah I don't know what I'd say hell alone knows what I'd say cause it's not shame it's just 
everything I can't name. No, it's not love. Oh, this thing I'm dying of. It's his roses in the garden. It's his pictures on the wall. If this house was made for talking, it would say, it would say nothing at all. Thank you very much. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more, and I'm gonna ask you to sing along, Norwich. If that's okay, Are you with me? Cool. So I think that it feels um, it feels right to end on uh, an anti-fascist song, right? Give me a shout if you are an anti-fascist. Good. Yeah, because I may as well have said, give me a shout if you're not a dickhead, right? It's been such an amazing night to just sit here and watch all of these amazing stories, like absolutely all of you. But, you know, I just, uh, I, I, I just, uh, I feel like some of the things that David was saying, you know, about, you know, facing charges for those cartoons and about the, you know, some of our history, it feels so far away, but also in some ways it feels like it's, it's just around the corner again, you know? And I think, uh, I think Nick, you're absolutely right that, um, all we ever do is keep that stuff at bay, you know? And, uh, and um, so basically a few years ago, I was asked to write a song, well, about 10 years ago, I was asked to write a song about the Spanish Civil War, right? And I didn't know anything about the Spanish Civil War um, because they don't teach us about it in schools and I had to go away and I had to research it and to find out for myself. Um, that basically what happened in the Spanish Civil War, if you don't know, is that people from all over the world, they went over voluntarily to fight fascism in Spain, even though they weren't threatened by it themselves. They went over and they joined the international brigades and they went and they fought and a lot of them died fighting fascism in Spain. And, uh, and I was asked to write this song to commemorate the 75th anniversary of that war and, uh, and this is what I came up with. But for my friends and a lot of the folks that come to my gigs, this song, it became about something more. It became about what we're all trying to do, right? And I believe, I sincerely believe that what we're all trying to do in our own different ways, is I think we're trying to build a better world for our children than the world we inherited. As long as we're doing that, I think that we're gonna be okay. But I do honestly think that, you know, I'm not gonna labor the point, so many people have said it more eloquently than I could tonight, but we're living in incredibly dangerous times. You know, we really are, and I think that we are only ever 
We are only ever as protected as we are united. I know that you guys all know that, but like I'm talking about the queer community, I'm talking about you know, the attack on women's rights in America, I'm talking about you know, attacks on people of color, I'm talking about you know, we're, we're living through a fucking dangerous government that's only getting more dangerous by the, by the day, you know? And I think like either we're all free or none of us are free, right? That's always been true, that'll always be true. Um, <laughs> So I'm going to sing you this song. Um, the people who went over to, to Spain to fight fascism, they joined something called the International Brigades. The International Brigades, they had a rallying cry that they used to shout. During the war, it was no pass around. That translates directly to they shall not pass. That is what this song is called. And it's about the need to work together to keep those things at bay. Um, and it's got a bit in the chorus that I'd love you to join in with. So I'm going to go like this. Stand up today and you're going to go, save tomorrow. Yeah, a sceptical response, but I think, but I promise you, you are. You are going to do it. Let's give it a go. Stand up today that we might save tomorrow. Amazing. And it's just three of those in the chorus. And what we'll do is we'll just keep singing until the government falls. How about that? Guess this. You're not my brother nor my country man. Not my sister or my friend But you're my comrade, be so till the last They shall not pass, they shall not pass Now blood is running through the streets of Spain And London grips in fear Oh smell of gunfire, sound of breaking glass You shall not pass, you shall not pass why fight the good fight, fight the good fights? Why not let them burn? I dread the day when the suffering of my fellow is none of my concern. So stand up today that we might save tomorrow. Oh, I know there's a way that we might save tomorrow. Yes, it's late in the day, but we might tomorrow if we try I will not turn against my brother for his creed or for his colour nor the one he takes his lover or his class you that beckon me that way you shall not pass and you speak of ideology who speak of people like they're pawns Whose motives lie neath frosty glass You shall not pass, you shall not pass In the name now of humanity Not left nor right, not black nor white Tear that fascist flag now from its mast It shall not pass, it shall not pass and why fight the good fight, fight the good fight? Why not let them burn? Well, I dread the day that the suffering of my fellow is none of my concern. So stand up today that we might save tomorrow. Oh, I know there's a way that we might save tomorrow. Yes, it's late in the day, but we might. Tomorrow, if we try, 
now listen I just want to I just want to draw attention to one thing very quickly no no shade but you are um, getting quieter as we go on throughout the song which is fine it's just sort of the opposite of the message of the song um, so we've got one more chorus and I'd say you know vote with your consciences Norris you know I will not turn against my brother for his creed or for his colour nor the one he takes his lover or his class you that beckon me that way you shall not pass stand up and speak it's not a call to us again on your feet it's not a call to us again on the street it's not it's a call to helping hands. Last chance, here we go. Stand up today that we might save tomorrow. No, there's a way that we might save tomorrow. Yes, it's late in the day, but we might save tomorrow, you and I. God, you really respond to criticism. I will not turn against my brother for his creed or for his colour, nor the one he takes his lover or his class. Those that beckon us that way, they shall not pass. Thank you very much. Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website, truestorieslive.co.uk. We're super grateful to be supported by Arts Council England, Norfolk County Council and Writer Centre Norwich.